Welcome to the Bread and Circuses podcast, brought to you by Digital Pizza, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns, and enjoy this shit show. back to the bread and circuses podcast i am rooster here with crow hello how you doing crow not bad um i hate canada how do you feel <laughs> hates a strong word <laughs> yeah well i'm starting to feel it towards canada i'm just i'm tired of this fucking smugness they have about you know it, it used to be cute when they would say oh we're a much better country than you and yes that's how they sounded when they said it mm-hmm. and that was that wasn't that was me imitating their voices but, you know, they always go, oh, we have better health care system and our government's much nicer. And I have a friend and I are, love her dearly, but she she's Canadian mm-hmm. and she's moving back to Canada because she just she can't deal with the United States anymore. It's, it's too expensive and she's getting older and she has health issues and she wants to move back to a country with death panels. Well, yeah, where she understands the health care system, believes it's fair and uh, gets how the government works because she just she can't understand the political climate here and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's a country of, what, 30 million people that people don't live in 75 percent of it. You know, the spot they live in is closest to the U.S. border. Right. They're geographically isolated, so they've never really had to have a big military, you know. Yeah. And then on top of that. They've got oil revenues, so they don't have any, I mean, for all intents and purposes, no natural predators. Nobody's fucking with Canada, you know, and they have a a disproportionately high amount of income for the size of country they have. And they've got big brother next door to make sure nobody ever beats them up. Right. And then at the same time, want to lecture the rest of the world, especially the U.S., on how awesome they are, which was cute and annoying until this whole Iranian uh, shoot down of their plane. Yeah. And I know it wasn't, a, I know it was a Ukrainian plane, but it was full of a bunch of Canadian, uh, Canadian tourists or whatever. Well, I don't know what they were, but citizens. why the hell were they going to yeah. Iran anyway? You know? Well, they might've been uh, citizens with Iranian heritage. Who knows? I have no clue. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I feel badly for them. But their plane gets shot down by by Iran, and Iran's excuse is, well, you know, the United States attacked us, and we weren't sure if that was a if that was an enemy or not. You couldn't tell commercial airline travel from a from a military plane. First of all, here, here should be the big clue: you could see it. Yeah. Because in the past, when we bombed stuff in the Middle East, they didn't even know it was coming until the bomb started falling. So they shot the thing down, and from the accounts I heard, and I haven't heard a whole lot, it got shot twice. So it was yeah. hit once, and the plane was like floundering in the air, trying to trying to land for a couple minutes, and then they hit it again. Right. You know. So these people died terrified. Mm-hmm. You know. And what does Canada do? They come out and they say, "Well, you know, if the U.S. hadn't done that." Our people would be fine. Oh, if the U.S. hadn't uh, assassinated Soleimani or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So we started it. It was Trump's fault. Yeah. yeah. They didn't say those words, but that was basically it. Yes. And then, 
you know, freaking blackface Trudeau comes out and says, <laughs> well, you know, we're working with the Iranian government on, uh, you know, basically what happened here and we'll let you know kind of thing. And I just I want to look at it the other way. What if what if this had been a United States plane was shot down by Iran? You know, yeah, it would have been listening, motherfuckers. Yeah, there'd be hell to pay. Yeah, there would be hell to pay. And not only does it, Canada took a week to get around to, hey, maybe you need to pay something to those families, you know, yeah. uh, before. But before then, they had to take shots at the U.S. about how, you know, we started it. Yeah. You know, so, we so, started the lunchroom fight and they got spaghetti thrown on them. So, so they spent a good week not even not even acknowledging that there had to be some sort of um, reprisal for this for from Iran. They just spent a week kind of saying, well, America's at fault for this. Yeah. And then and then I they mean, finally they, after a Canada's fucking acting, week, yeah. they're acting like Europeans. Yeah, and then after a week they go, well, maybe maybe Iran should should compensate the families or whatever and it's like it's like wishy-washy like even if they don't, you know, you know, at, at least they need to acknowledge they did something wrong. I mean, come on. This is not that this isn't the kind of situation where it just shows what Trudeau is. He's a fucking soy piece of shit that got elected f- by, you know, idiots. <laughs> I guess I, I'm not a big fan. Well, and do I believe most of Canada's like that? I don't know. I mean, I, I really don't know because obviously they. They elected this guy and then uh, they elected him again, even though he got, uh, what was it? They said it was a mandate to him because they had more conservatives elected there or whatever. I'm sure Canada's got tons of people who are sick of Trudeau, oh, but yeah. I'm but just enough I'm them, sick of Canada in general and this whole, this smugness of, you know, oh, the United States, you big boorish bully. Shut up. Well, we go back to, uh, uh, you said your friend said that she's going back to Canada for health reasons, health insurance reasons or health care reasons. And she said she's going somewhere where she can understand the system and the system is fair. Well, okay, so a fair system. So if uh, you're not going to get treatment that you want or you're not going to get it in a timely manner, but it's spread out and people that are, you know, um, you know, homeless or, or low income, they're going to get the same treatment. Well, that's fair. So you're pretty much pretty happy with that. Well, fucking you you get what you deserve then. Go ahead, go to Canada. Well, I don't think I said, she said it was fair, but I certainly wouldn't say that she would say it isn't. Uh, Well, you did. You said, you said she's going somewhere where she thinks it's, 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 she can understand it and it's fair. Okay. And so that kind of caught, that kind of stuck with me because, um, is it, you know, the people that, talk you know a big game about well we need uh, socialism because it's a fair system and everybody gets you know basically uh yeah we might not have millionaires and this that but uh, everybody will have uh, have a roof over their head and food in their belly and that and it's fair so that you know sharing and misery kind of bullshit well they never go that far but that's what it is but if they're the ones that step up and say i'm gonna i'm willing to give up all my shit to live fair okay fine you're an idiot but fine yeah, at least you're not a hypocrite but with this healthcare thing, if she's doing that and she goes, well, it's fair. And then she's going there because she agrees in the fairness and that, you know, she's not going to get a good, the better service or the better accommodations because of her, you know, her, her wealth or her whatever. And she's going to go and live that, live that truth. Then good for her. Fucking be an idiot. At least you're not. Well, a hypocrite. And, you know, it's, I, I get frustrated with people who make what I consider to be, um, I don't, I don't want to say poor life choices, but not well-informed life choices and then have a problem with that. And again, I don't mean to pick on her, but you know, she's, she's, she, she's been living in 
her two places of residence that I'm aware of in the time that I've known her in the United States are Orlando and California, Northern California. These are not two inexpensive places. Right. Uh, when she lived in Orlando, she she didn't have a job. She wasn't working because she couldn't. She was green card status and all that. But when she moved to uh, California, it's because she got a job in the gaming industry. And she got paid well. I mean, well north of $120,000 a year. And was struggling to scrape by. And I'm thinking, you know, you live in the Midwest. That's a ton of money. Yeah, in California, it's not, but you're also choosing to live in California in an industry that's not stable. And she was with one company that folded uh, because, well, no, it didn't fold. It sold off to a smaller company, that that division. Then that company folded. Then she got, you know, sort of a part-time contract gig with another one. Now they've folded. It's like the gaming industry is not, a sta- it's not stable employment. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you think you're scraping by on a hundred and some thousand dollars, you know, oh, I mean, I want, that I puts be... you firmly, that puts you firmly in the top 10% of incomes. I mean, yeah. it's upper class money. And I'd like to be scraping I by. I don't care what people say. That's, that's the statistical fact based yeah. on what the IRS and the Bureau of Labor Statistics lays out. You know, yeah. you're making almost twice as much as the median income of a family of four. And she's blaming it on, you know, the system and she just can't, she can't make it. Yeah. And, and then she says she wants to move to Canada because, you know, basically the politics are nicer and our president says mean things. Well, who fucking cares? Well, I guess I'll respect her principles. If she actually does it, moves over there, gets, gets, becomes, you know, gets on there, whatever their government healthcare roles. And then she comes down with some sort of uh, condition or disease that needs to be treated um, in a timely manner and they can't get to her cause she's on a waiting list or they say, you know, we, we went over the cost, uh, cost, um, benefits. Um, and it's just not, you know, we're going to put you on ibuprofen instead. And then she goes, well, fuck this and comes to America to get treatment. If she doesn't do that, if she stays in Canada, okay, then you're, then you're happy to live in misery and, and, <laughs> and be fair and, uh, good for you. But I don't, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I just you know, that's what Canada's happens in Canada. Got, Canada's yeah. got good preventative health care. Like if you want to do your doctor visits once a year and you know get checked and all that stuff, and uh, that's fine. But if you want to move in Canada and get another doctor, that's tough to do. And if you need uh, you know surgery, non-emergency surgery, great example. You have a gallbladder issue, you know, and you're like, I got to get this thing out, and the doctor says, Yep, you got to get that thing out. Here in the United States, yes, it's expensive, but if you've got the coverage, you can get it done. You know, even sometimes when you don't have the coverage, the state will help pay for you to get it done. But and that and that can be that can be a condition that's painful to have linger for six to twelve months, right. which is what will happen in Canada. You don't go in there and say, I need gallbladder surgery. They go, Okay, well, here's the wait list. And the reason you're on a wait list is the surgeons only get reimbursed for a certain amount of surgeries every month. You know, as opposed to in the United States, mm-hmm. if a surgeon wants to perform 100 surgeries in a month, he can. And get compensated for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In Canada, they get compensated for 20 or 25 of them. Yeah, I so don't why, think it's even that many. Why Why work harder? Why work? Well, you can't. They're not even probably allowed to. Well, so, I'm sure they probably are. Oh, I, I bet they are. But aren't. why? Why? I mean, if... If you got paid 
for X amount of hours a week, would you voluntarily just go into work just because? For the love of healthcare, Rister. For the, oh, yeah. For the love you know, of, for, for shouldering your share of the burden for the, <laughs> you know, for the, uh, what is it? Is it the proletariat? I would get all those. I always get it though. By the way, I was trying to say up. Hippocratic oath and I couldn't say it. I like stumbled yeah. over it twice. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, Canada sucks. I I don't I don't get it, but I'm just sick and tired of I'm tired of this apologetic attitude. And this is exactly what Trump meant when he said America first. Yeah. You know? It's I expect Canada to be Canada first. I don't have any problems with any other country saying, Yeah, well, us first. Cool. Do you. You do your thing. Yeah. We're worried about us. We're, before we're, we're worried about everybody else. This idea that we have to be global citizens when we don't benefit from that bothers me. You well, know, we live here and we don't want it to be a shit show here. If well, it's a shit show in Africa, you know, feel free to send your money and help them right. and, you know, build wells and feed the poor and all that stuff. But if you don't want to, you shouldn't have the government take your money. Uh, or more specifically, something like the UN try and take your money to redistribute it over there. Well, and then it's always corrupt and it's always graft and there's always bullshit. Uh, if you if you have such a bleeding heart that you want the the world to be taken care of, then make sure you take care of America first. Because when America's successful, the charity skyrockets. You know, people that are doing well here give, and when it's when there's when they give through charity, these charity organizations have you know they have. Um, uh, you know, checks and balances to make sure stuff's getting where it needs to get. And, uh, you know, they have, they're, they're accountable or a lot of them are. So do that. America first doesn't mean fuck everybody else. America first means if we're doing great, the it's, you know, the, what is it? The high tide raises all the ships. Kind of, I can't remember. What's yeah. The thing. So high tide raises all boats. I yeah. think that's a Kennedy line. Yeah. So America being doing good, doing well is much better for the world than this whole like malaise that Carter put us in and the, and the Obama, you know, get used to this is the new normal, you know, America kind of like, you know, what, what 1% growth, that kind of thing. It's a new normal and, and everybody's kind of like tightening their belts and, you know, charity is drying up and, but, uh, you know, they don't see that. They see, well, you know, just take more money from taxpayers and the government will figure out, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make the world better through, uh, central planning. Fuck you. doesn't work. Yeah. Well, and the idea that, uh, you know, like the Trump tax cuts, for example, they say, well, it benefited the wealthy more. Well, of course it did, because yeah. the wealthy pay more tax. Yeah, it makes sense. If you're saying they should pay more tax and then you cut taxes, you're cutting it from the people who paid it. What they never mention is that they say, well, under the Trump tax cuts, the wealthy did way better. Sure they did, but everybody did better. Yeah. Everybody did. And everybody did better. The unemployment rates are better because um, more businesses are hiring. Um you know, it's just ridiculous not to take that into account. Um, Look, my kid can't wait to turn 16 because there's help wanted signs everywhere. He's looking at all these jobs. I mean, that kid will be able to walk in anywhere yeah. and find a job that's going to pay him, you know, 10 to 15 bucks an hour, depending on where he goes. And he's going to have dozens of opportunities to do that. You know, when yeah. when we were kids, if you wanted a job. You kind of had to know somebody who already worked there or, you, you know, you took a job uh, like my first job was dishwashing. I loved it. It was a great job. But, I mean, you weren't going to other than fast food and restaurants and stuff like that. You weren't just going to walk in anywhere and get a job. Yeah. Shit. Now kids, 16 year old kids have tons of options and they're not minimum wage jobs. 
And I, I don't know why everybody's screaming about this. They say, well, you can't raise a family on stuff like that. Well, you're not supposed to. No, there are starter jobs that are specifically meant for, you know, first time, you know, young kids or people just getting into it and figuring it out. I mean, what do you do if you eliminate that? Then what, what do these kids do? If you, if you make it a living wage, first of all, it just destroys the, it's not a living wage because prices go up everywhere. So I, I don't know. A little frustrated well, I get that. really, I get really frustrated. Um, you know, before we get off this Canada thing, um, wanted to get into one other thing, but, uh, you know, I just, I, I get tired of everybody feeling like sort of looking down their nose at us. Like we just don't care hard enough. Yeah. You know, we're, we, we care uh, more Trump's, than anybody else. Trump's outgoing. He's saying, you know what? You guys got to start paying us for having our troops there. Yeah. Right. Korea is all mad because he wanted a 400% increase on what they're paying to support our troops. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is like extortion or whatever. No, it's it costs us a lot of money to sit over there. And because we do that, you're not spending money. And that's my thing with Canada. Yeah. If you take away their geographic location or their lack of, you know, a high population uh, or their oil revenues, take away one of those things. It drastically changes their economy. Right. You know, so they're like the they're like the kid who grew up in a. Uh, you know, single sibling family uh, that's well-to-do and complains about how everyone just can't, you know, get by. It's like, well, you never had to do anything, kid, you know? Yeah. It's, you never had, to, your life wasn't hard. Canada, your life's not hard. And your life's not hard mostly because of where you are and the United States. Yep. You know? I mean, you put them over in, uh, put them over in Europe, make their company, country, uh, half the size with the same population and uh, take away their oil revenues. And they got problems. Yep. You know, it's not the way they run their government. It's where they are and what they were, what they were born into. So, but to transition from that very awkwardly to this uh, getting frustrated about this work thing had a woman come in and apply for a job uh, working for me who was very well qualified to do a sales position. Um, but that's not what she was looking for. Uh, but she wanted something that would pay her pretty well. And she really only kind of wanted to work, you know, about eight in the morning till about three in the afternoon. Cause she got into this new, uh, she got into this new, um, uh, exercise class and that was really her thing. And that started <laughs> at three, you know? And uh, okay. I said, well, there's going to be evenings and weekends with this too. She's like, yeah, I just, uh, I'm not really, not really wanting to do that. I said, so basically you want to be paid, you know, a management or supervisory level salary and you want to work about, you know, 70% of those hours Monday through Friday. She's like, yeah. And I'm really having a hard time finding that. <laughs> okay. I'm thinking, yeah, no shit. You're having a hard mm -hmm. time finding that, you know? Yeah. And I get it. She's made life choices. She's got kids at home. She's put a priority on being in shape. That fine. Cool. But, but she, then she, feels, then she feels entitled to uh, getting the pay of somebody that's going to actually put in the work that she's not willing to put in. Well, she's put in her time, you know, well, oh, with somebody else, okay. not with me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, that, she thinks she's earned that position in her an, life. No, that's, that's an entitlement that's, attitude. That's fine. You can think that I can, I can counteract that by saying, I'm not hiring you. I don't have that position available. Yeah. I want to hire somebody that'll actually put the work If you want to work some different hours, I got a job for you. Yeah. 
if you're not willing to be, you know, to be, to act, you know, act like a manager or be on call or, or do that nights and weekends when it's necessary, then, uh, then yeah, that's not the job for you. Look for a different yeah. job. Exactly. So, so, um, did you see the, uh, little exchange between, uh, Warren and Sanders after the last <laughs> democratic debate? Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. And what, who was it that tried to interject? It was pretty funny. Um, uh, I think it was, I think Tom Steyer was just sort of standing there. He got sort of caught in the blast radius, yeah, but, but it's like, so, I mean, everything about that, it was awkward. <laughs> yeah. That was like, uh, <laughs> it was like walking into, I felt kind of bad for Steyer because he walked into the equivalent of like a married couple fighting. Yeah. And the first thing you hear is, uh, you know, the woman says, and by the way, you've got a small dick too, you know? <laughs> and he's just sort of like. I just came over to say hello. Yeah. <laughs> and walks away. And then Bernie is like, he was like, he's like, get the fuck away from me kind of attitude. It's like, yeah, yeah okay. Okay, go away. <laughs> well, I did not watch the debate because one, I don't care. I, I just don't care about who the Democrats are going to run. There's not a single person in that uh, group other than Tulsi Gabbard that I would ever even consider voting for. Yeah, she's, her positions are crazy anyway, too, so. Yeah, I mean, she she's, comes across more, as reasonable, I, she's but her, more of sort of a Bill Clinton kind of moderate Democrat yeah, kind of a lot of her th- she's what are. she's what Joe Biden claims he is while he's not running to the extreme. Left. She's got crazy socialist ideas, too, that are just nuts. So she, she does. Just, yeah, she just comes across as more reasonable. Yeah, I, I, I still think she's I still think, you know, she's not a palatable candidate if I was going to vote. But she's the only one I'd even consider giving some time to on that. Um, oh, did we explain and there's what? all the there's all the people say, oh, no, it's just because she's an attractive woman that you do that. No, that's you know. well, for me, it's that. But um, did you did we, did we tell did we mention what happened? I mean, we said something happened, but we probably didn't explain it because we didn't play the clip. Well, so what happened was it was a CNN hosted debate. And if you haven't seen the clip, um, it's worth going back and watching. But. Elizabeth Warren said, claims that Bernie Sanders told her in a private meeting, because this is kind of bullshit she always pulls. She goes, in a private meeting, um, he said a uh, woman could never be elected president. Now, unless it was a private meeting between just the two of them, I'd love to hear from anybody else in that room who heard that. But, you know, when she makes up these things and I'm going to say, yes, she was lying. Um, that uh, because I just can't believe Bernie Sanders would say that. Uh that uh, she, I want to hear from other people who are in that room, but she doesn't think about this when she's making up her lies, yeah. you know, because when you, when you're telling lies, you got to stay ahead of them. You know, there's going to be three or four questions coming that you got to have a plan for. And that's why it's, it's just too easy after a while to break down a liar. If you keep asking questions, but in the debate, she says, or the question comes up, Hey, you, you, Senator Sanders, you told Elizabeth Warren that uh, president or a woman can never be elected president. He goes, well, in fact, I never said no, that. No, that's not true. <laughs> yeah, it's not true. As a matter and of fact, so, that's not true. Uh, so then they said, so are you denying you said that? He goes, yes, I'm denying that. And they go, Senator Warren, how did you feel when he said that? <laughs> and then everybody's laughing like, whoa. Okay. Sanders just is like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and so she comes up to him after the debate. And they said there was a little exchange, and he goes, oh, we were talking about the weather. Well, the problem was they were on a hot mic. And she she refuses to shake his hand. She walks up and goes, I think you just called me a liar on national television. He goes, what? She goes, you just called me a liar yeah. on national television. He goes, yeah, let's not do this now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's and uh, exactly that's when Steyer walks up, and he's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> but if I was Bernie, 
what I would have said was, yes, I did call you a liar because you are a liar. You lied about your race. You lied about your dad's job. You lied about why you got fired from your first job. Yeah. You're a liar. Guess what? Bernie's proven that he held back down from that shit because he did it with uh, Hillary. Yeah. He won't stand up for himself. So all these Bernie bros that think Bernie's the greatest thing since sliced bread, you're you're backing a fucking weak, you know, weak spine little shit. Yeah. I'd have said, Elizabeth, you're a fucking liar. Yeah. You know, you've been proven to be a liar and you, you lied about this. Yep. You know, you're a lying liar who lies. How's yep. that? But, I just said, hey, turn my mic back on. She's a liar. Yeah, but that's not and you know what? That's not if Bernie he'd have done something like that, he would have picked up more people in the Democratic Party. He would have gone, yeah, yep. somebody with some balls. Well, that's like Tim Pool was saying. We haven't mentioned Tim Pool in a while when he was talking about he was kind of a big Bernie guy for a while there and until the Democrat campaign and Hillary kind of like fucked him over. And then he just kind of took it, just said, okay, yeah, yeah, that's okay. I'm going to support Hillary. And he's like, well, no, don't, don't do that. You know? Well, they're doing it again. Yeah. So he's proven it though, that he's, that he's done that in the past. Did you hear, by the way, the, um, the Bernie Sand, the field organizer that, uh, that was caught by Project Veritas? Well, they did an undercover video. Hear about that? Like, I've heard about it. I didn't see any yeah, of the video. He's basically saying that we should have gulags to help the Nazified Trump, Trump or our Trump supporters and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, he's, he said some really fucking bad shit. Um, you know, um, here, I've got it here. Um, it begins with a journalist asking uh, this guy, this Kyle Jurek, if MAGA people could be re-educated if Saunders wins. And he goes, we got to try. In Nazi Germany, after the fall of the Nazi party, there was a shit ton of the populace that was fucking Nazified. And then he goes, Germany had to spend billions of dollars re-educating their fucking people not to be Nazis. We're probably going to have to do the same fucking thing here. You know? And then uh, he goes, uh, that's kind of what all Bernie, Bernie's whole fucking like, hey, free education for everybody because we're going to have to teach you not to be a fucking Nazi, he said. <laughs> And that's that's the that's the mindset of these people that if you're if you're support Trump, you are you are pretty much a Nazi. You're not pretty much. You are a Nazi, you know. Well, he goes, uh, you know, the, there's a there's a great Benjamin Franklin quote that's always uh, sort of translated and paraphrased. Might makes right mm -hmm. when he originally said it is something like it's something like four shits on the back of reason, you know. Yeah. And that's exactly what these types of people these socialists want they want big daddy government to come in and i'm using air quotes here re-educate yeah, and and they're not all a, of the people that and, disagree with them invariably they're all for violence to get it yeah so oh here's another thing this guy said this is important too so he goes uh the video also shows jerick warning that milwaukee host of this year's democratic national convention will burn if sanders uh, saunders fails to win the party's nomination he goes if bernie doesn't get the nomination or it goes to a second round at the dnc convention fucking milwaukee will burn it'll start in milwaukee and then the police will push back on that um other sites will fucking explode and then he says yeah, about the police and, too he goes uh I mean, he goes i don't really I don't really know how to take all that stuff. I mean, it's just, it's two people talking in a coffee shop and yeah, but it's he's an, false he's, bravado. But, he, but even, I would never imagine that there'd be like a Trump organizer that would go around and say, you know, that kind of shit, you know, somebody in charge. He, had, he even said, we're going to make 1968 look like a fucking Girl Scout fucking cookout. Uh, cops are going to be the ones fucking beat in Milwaukee. I mean, this guy is a com complete fucking nut. And, uh, you know. Yeah, neck beard and all, doesn't he? 
Yeah. So, I mean, and he's a organizer. He's the one trying to get people to, to be on the uh, Bernie, Bernie train. You know, this See, is I'm not I'm not going to even bet for a second that there wouldn't be a Trump organizer who would say that. I certainly think there could be. There's there's idiots in every organization. This guy might be an idiot. He might be a sort of bellwether of what Bernie Sanders people think. I don't know. What bothers me about the whole thing is it doesn't get aired at all. Yeah. CNN, MSNBC, none of them will touch it. You know, it's newsworthy. And they'll say, ah, it's just one guy. Okay, cool. Well, when the one guy on the Trump side comes out and says it, what are you going to do? Yeah. You're going to flip out. Yep. And so just just have some fucking integrity, just a little bit of it. Just pretend that you have any. You know, and, and they did this with uh, Martha McSally, the, uh, the senator from uh, uh, Arizona. She was walking past um, – she's walking – I can't remember the – the uh, CNN reporter's name, but he said, you know, what do you think about this new love, love Parnas? Isn't that the guy's name? From, uh, from the Mark. guy, uh, the Ukrainian guy who's been talking to Rudy, they said he came oh, out yeah, and said yeah. Yeah. Uh, two things. He said that apparently that uh, uh, ambassador that got called back, she knew about all this stuff that was going on. And so that looked bad for the Democrat side. But then he said, ah, oh, Trump knew the whole thing. I didn't do anything without Trump knowing. Mm, more last so minute they're, bullshit. They're seizing on that. Last minute fuckery. Yeah. So this this reporter is walking, uh, you know, Martha McSally's walking past in the Capitol. And he says, what do you think of this new evidence? Well, first of all, it's not evidence. Yeah. It's just something the guy said. More hearsay. Yeah. You know, and everybody on tre- CNN, with the exception of Jake Tapper, who I'll give some credit to on this, uh, was buying it is like, well, there you go. There's the evidence. That's not evidence. It could be, again, it could be somebody fucking lying, just like, well, like Elizabeth Warren does all the time. Right. And so she says, she looks at the guy and goes, you're a hack. You're a liberal hack and walks away. And CNN is all offended. Oh my God. Can you believe somebody would say that? What the fuck do you do to Fox news all the time? Yeah. You dismiss those people as hacks and goofballs and Nazis and white supremacists all the time. You know, all those idiots over on Fox. So don't get mad when somebody does it to you. This is Jim Acosta personified. You know, Jim Acosta will stand up and ask a stupid question to the president about, you know, why did you do this racist BS? And why are you such a hater and all this stuff? And then when he goes, you're an idiot, Acosta's like, oh. That's not very presidential. Well, and then they're so full of self-importance. You know, they they think their job is is you know their field is of the utmost importance, and they, they need to have this recognition of how you know the the, the we, we need the media to keep, uh, keep account of the government and all that kind of shit. So they have this inflated self worth that's just ridiculous. And Did so, you ever see the scene in the movie Christmas Story where the Scott Farkas, the bully, is getting his ass kicked by Ralphie because mm-hmm. Ralphie finally goes nuts? Yeah. Okay, and then the other kid comes up and he's like, hey, hey, cut it out. Ralphie just like swings and knocks him down. He goes, I'm calling my dad. Yeah, that's exactly how the press treats this. Yep. You know, they throw rocks and bombs all the time. When somebody swings back, it's like, oh, how dare you? How dare you? Yep. You know, can't do my Greta face. (laughs) But yeah, it's just it's stupid that they. They can't see this. And are there people on the right who lack integrity? Absolutely there are, you know, but this is just, it's so blatant. Right. It's like you, you have no credibility whatsoever. And then you wonder why people don't trust the media. No, you blame it on the president. No, it's, it's your own actions. Right. You know? 
So, well, do you want to do some would you rather yeah. before we transition to what I think might be the end of society? Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> which story is that? I've got a couple of them here. All right. Um, would you rather have a plant or a goldfish that talks to you? A plant that talks to me or a goldfish that yeah. talks to me? I don't, either one. If Does it just I, talk to me or is it like that frog from that Warner Brothers cartoon that goes, hello, my baby, hello, my honey, and starts dancing and putting a top hat. And then as soon as the guy shows it to other people, he's just a regular frog. You ever seen that I cartoon? I just, I gotta, I'd have to go with the goldfish because I just don't think the plant would have anything interesting to say. If it was just talking to me, it doesn't matter one way or another. If it's something that you can like show to people and like become like famous and rich over it, I, I don't know. It doesn't matter either. Goldfish or plant, I guess. Both. I don't know. You know, what's the easier best to, part what's about easier the plant, take, what, What's easier to take care of so you don't accidentally kill it? <laughs> uh, I think goldfish are. Uh, Man, I kill plants left and right, you okay. know? But uh, but I think it would be, I, I got to rethink this, because if you had the plant and other people could hear it, I think it would be, like, really cool to, like, be in on it with the plant and say, hey, when people are over, just talk to them, you know? And a goldfish, people would see it swimming around and be like, is a goldfish talking? Am I losing my mind? With the plant, there'd be no sign that anything was. Everything would look exactly the same. They're like, what'd you say? I didn't say anything. Someone's talking. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. It'd be fun. Okay. Drive your friends crazy. All right. That was a, a, a more detailed expl or, uh, answer than I was expecting from you on that. Well, I was trying to have fun with it. Yeah. All right. Would you rather break a bone in your foot or your hand? Foot. Um, hmm, that's a good question, actually. I'd rather, yeah, break a bone in my foot. You're right. There's just too much you do with your hands. Depends on what hand. Well, that and, you know, I started running again. And uh, I hate running. And breaking a bone in my foot would be a perfect excuse not to do it. Yeah. So, running sucks. It just takes too long. Well, I do like you know? inter interval runs. I don't run any more than like 20, 25 minutes. So. Well, neither do I, but I mean, I try and run about, you know, a mile and a half at a time, but still takes you 20 minutes and it's, there's no part of it. That's fun. I've never had the runners high ever. Yeah. I, yeah. I've never gotten that either. I think you have to run quite a way. I think it's almost like what long distance runners get that. You don't, you know, you're not going to get it in like 45 minutes. Oh, maybe you will. I don't know. I've had friends who get it after 10 minutes. They get out there and they're just like, Oh, I just, it feels good to be using my body like this. And like, God, I just feel like. I just feel like it's just work. <laughs> you know, I would rather bike like for two hours oh. than run for 20 minutes. Oh, no, I'm opposite. I hate biking. I hate everything uh, about Biking it. at least like goes somewhere fast. You maybe, know, running, it's, it's like you can see where you're going maybe if I had for really, two miles and really it takes you forever to get there. Comfortable seat because my, my butt bones get sore almost right away in those stupid seats. So, uh. um, all right. Would you rather wear a monitor that beeps when you're lying or beeps when you're attracted to someone? Uh, I, I guess I'd have to go attracted to someone because I guess most people who are attractive assume that people are attracted to them and it's just confirmation, which is good for them. Yeah. And would I do it every time you see that person or just the first time? I don't know. Yeah. You know, maybe if it was maybe if it was like a meter. You know, that went from like zero to 10, that would be bad. Because mm -hmm. if it was like pinging to the right all of a sudden, it just was like beep, beep, you'd be like, ah, oh, that's a little embarrassing. Yeah. 
but I don't want the one about when I'm lying because I lie to my kids all the time. Well, white lie. You people don't even realize how many white lies they tell them, you know, throughout a day. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. No. I. But I lie to my kids about stuff all the time. The other day, I just. I mean, pretty much every day, like I'll make up some trivia thing, and my kids are starting to look at me like, is this "Bullshit, or is this real?" <laughs> so, it's too fun to lie to little kids. Yeah, it's, it is. Yeah. It's way too fun. No, I think uh, like a lot of white lies just keep, you know, keeping people happy, and just if you if you can't lie, you're going to have a hard time just being in any social situation. And I'm, you know, like little lies. So just to keep well, the peace, like a lot of times, times you do it just when to keep you the ask peace. me if I'm mad at you and I go, no, just because I don't want to get into it. <laughs> right. Okay. You know, I mean, sure. it would like beep and you'd go, what? And I'd be like, uh, I hate you anyway. No. So you'd rather whether you attracted to someone monitor. Yeah. I suppose that could be awkward too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so if they, if they don't know what it is, uh, I guess that... <laughs> what's that beeping sound? Nothing. Yeah. It seems to happen every <laughs> time I bend over. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it beeps a lot. Why is that? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> All well, right. You want to do one more? Yeah, or let's, move on. let's do one more. Um, would you? Would you rather play a hardcore game of kickball or volleyball? Good question. Uh, actually, uh, I've played adult kickball before. That was kind of fun. Hardcore? What it makes it extreme? <laughs> did everybody drink like a bunch of uh, monster energy drinks before they started playing or is it like yeah, i don't know I, or is everybody, think... everybody uh, um like coked out of their heads <laughs> yeah probably kickball because i think you know kickball would be like that you know would you rather play golf or uh you know pick something or you know play a hardcore game of pickup basketball it's like i got a feeling that the people who are playing pickup basketball probably are way better at it than i am yeah Whereas like golf, I can at least fake it. Right. And if I don't, it's still, uh, if I do poorly, it's still a walk outside in nice weather, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I, kickball is just, it seems like it'd be so much easier to do than a hardcore game of volleyball. Well, it depends on where you're playing too. If you're playing volleyball in like a gym, that sucks. I like playing volleyball in the sand so you can like dive and stuff without hurting yourself. <laughs> Yeah, it's always yeah. Because if you didn't dive on the floor in the gym, they'd be like, "You're not even trying." Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not. I'm not really. I like volleyball. But I, I, I like wanted it. to be playing kickball, but you know, stuck with you guys. Yeah, yeah I, I'd probably do with cardboard extreme kickball. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like the extreme kickball. The ball's on fire. <laughs> That might actually be fun. We'll have to come, you know what, maybe, yeah, it's not so bad to kick, but you sure don't want to catch it. Let's come up with some extreme kickball rules and see uh, if that sounds like it'd be something we, we should yeah. like try to organize. There you go. Let's organize an extreme kickball game. So that'll be our meetup. When we have a, yeah, when we extreme have a, kickball league starting tomorrow. Bread and Circus's meetup, extreme kickball. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, extreme. That's how you have to say it every time. All right. All right. So <clears throat> why we're done as a society, you want to hear it? Yeah. We talked about this a little bit, but this uh, whole thing, Monday in Virginia, this is oh, going to be bad, okay. I think. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to talk about um, it. So what, for those who don't know, uh, Virginia has a tradition on Martin Luther King Day, which will be Monday, of having what they call Lobby Day, where people go to the Capitol and they lobby for their issues. And in the past, there have always been Second Amendment people there. Uh, they said, you know, t in total, there have been something like 800 to 1,000 people that show up on Lobby Day for different reasons. Yep. 
Well, uh, Governor Blackface, Ralph Northam, uh, has, uh, well, you know what? That's not fair. He might be uh, Governor KKK Hood. We just don't know. He can't remember which one he was in the picture. A yearbook photo that they show where there's one one guy in a full KKK outfit and the other guy in like a very, very blackface, stereotypical, you know, Jerry Curl black guy staying side by side. He won't admit to which one he was, but he's definitely one of them. Yeah. So it appeared in his medical school graduating class yearbook. So anyway, uh, he I can't remember exactly what the law is, but the the Virginia House, which just flipped um, in the 2018 election, passed a bunch of anti-gun legislation Mm -hmm. that and I believe I'm correct on this. Ninety of the 98 counties in Virginia said they will not enforce. Yeah, They refuse to enforce it. So these are sheriffs who are saying um, not in effect. These are actual words. These are Second Amendment sanctuary counties. Yep. Um, which you know the left doesn't really care for when you say it's a sanctuary for the Second Amendment. Yeah. So these sheriffs who have the right to enforce this stuff uh, are not. They said nope, no interest in it, not doing it. So doesn't matter. Yeah, we're upholding the Constitution is what we're doing. Well, at least they have the they have the excuse to say they're upholding the Constitution as to, as opposed to sanctuary cities. Right. You know, when they're just yeah. saying, well, we're not going to help the government yeah, because find of, yeah. fugitives. We don't want to be mean. Yeah. Because so. uh, that's not the America we want to see. Anyway, which leads to the question, what is the America you want to see? Anyway, so now they think there's going to be thousands of these people who are showing up for the Second Amendment alone, many of them brazenly carrying. Mm-hmm. So normally wouldn't be a problem. You get a bunch of Second Amendment people who just show up and say, look, this is my gun. I got a right to it. And that's all I want to do. Well, now you throw Antifa in the mix who says, well, we're going to show up. Well, that's not good because, you know, those like those old commercials, you know, BASF, we don't make this, we make it better. Antifa fucks up everything. Oh, yeah. Everything they do, they raise the temperature on. Well, and then CNN will say, you know, uh, somebody was agitating counter protesters, you know, because that's what. That's what Antifa is. No, sure. You get another sign of CNN's wonderful integrity. But so they're going to show up. And I think I don't know for sure, but I heard that even like the John Brown Society was going to show up. Now, John Brown Society is uh, um, a leftist group that is very pro-gun. Right. Well, you're going to have some problems here to the point where some of the Second Amendment groups are even saying, all right, guys, let's not be jackasses about this. Let's just be careful, you know. Um, in fact, if you want to show up and protest, let's just not bring our guns because we know this is going to be bad. They're openly saying, let's not cause trouble. And all CNN and the left is saying is, oh, they're not even trying to stop them from causing trouble. I saw a guy on, uh, uh, who's the Virginia president of the NAACP. He was on Fox news the other night saying, yeah, where's the right condemning that kind of behavior? It's like every day they're yeah. doing that. You just don't want to hear it. Um, so uh, now the state Supreme Court has upheld that Northam can basically declare martial law, uh, you know, a gun free zone around the capital of this because of credible threats. None but of them are credible, by the way. They won't, they won't say what the credible threats right. you are. You can't find any of these threats nowhere. They, they'll say we've got credible threats. They'll allude to them everywhere. And there's no links to them. There's no, I mean, if these are credible threats, then then they should be arresting people or they should be monitoring people. They should be telling us what they are. So the FBI did arrest six people 
uh, three of which I think all of which are known Nazi uh, white supremacists, which I'm not going to deny are out there. I'm not going to deny would show up to this thing. I'm vehemently going to deny that they would be anywhere near a majority of people who would be who would be there. I don't think there's enough white supremacists, KKK members, um, you know, white separatists in the entire country to fill an NFL football yeah. stadium. I just don't think there's 50,000 of them out there. Well, these guys they arrested weren't even tangentially um, associated with this rally or this rally. They they had no plans to go. They had no there's no indication that they were talking about going there or showing up there. There's some um, like, well, I think three of them were. No. They weren't there. It was all hearsay. Somebody said, yeah, they were mentioning going to this rally. No, that's just okay. Well, bullshit. I, I don't I don't know for sure. It sounds like your research is better. But yeah. I did hear that three of them who are from the same organization called like base or something like that. Yeah. I'm trying to pull, pull I'm planning to, to attend. Pull this stuff on stuff up on a computer here, but it's so the computer's fucked up. So it's not letting me pull things up right now. Well, regardless, whether or not they were going to show up there, I think I think the FBI should be should be arresting known white supremacists who are committing crimes. Yeah. You know, if they actually and commit I, crime. Or I'm not threaten. going to deny there's Nazi people out there. I'm not going to deny that there's white supremacists. I'm not going to deny any of that stuff. But until they commit crimes, do they need to be arrested? I mean, it, I will, you know, we've talked about this before with the Jeffrey Epstein thing. I'm sure there are pedophiles out there who have never committed a crime. You know? Yeah. Uh, and if someone has urges and stuff that they just don't give into, they're they're a free and legal citizen. You know, I, I mean, when we start saying because of someone's ideology, not their actions, it's OK to arrest them. Well, then I think uh, I, and I'm not defending these three guys. I don't know what they did or didn't do. But. Uh, and usually the FBI is going to have some sort of crime that you've committed if they arrest yeah. you. But but I'm if you're arresting someone from their based on their ideology and not their actions, you're I mean, you're an authoritarian. Yeah. You're, it's a dictatorship. It's everything you're accusing Trump of being. You know, we can disagree. That's the that's the wonderful part of the American democracy and, and Republican experiment here is that. We can disagree on stuff. We can feel free to express ourselves without reprisal of the government coming in and and taking that away from you. There was a uh, I can't remember. I can't since I can't find I can't pull this stuff up on my computer. I'm irritated. But there was a politician that was um, put out a message talking about if you are a member of a militia um, or you're wearing a uniform or you're wearing a patch and you come to the the rally or the, you know, um, the Capitol armed and. Um, you you get arrested, they will charge you as a uh, domestic terrorist. So don't do it, is what she's saying. And she's you know, it's just bullshit. Yeah, but but that's that's what they're planning on doing. I mean, that's it is bullshit. Uh, and their 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 mili militarized police are arriving now in Richmond in order to you know to intimidate and facilitate this whole thing where they're gonna if anybody does decide to push back on this that they're gonna yeah domestic terrorist all you um. You know, pro Second Amendment people that are, you know, uh, um, upstanding citizens that pay your taxes and have kids that go to schools there and, uh, and, and just regular people, you're going to you're going to be tagged as a domestic terrorist. And, you know, they're going to try to ruin your life and we're going to make an example of you They're That's what they're going to do. They've also set up. They've they've shown a map of the, the zones that are gun free and they're setting up like they did in uh, Charlottesville. 
where they have these choke points. So if shit does go down, it's going to be, you know, what are you going to do? Are you going to, are you going to be able to defend yourself with the, with a gun? No, if you didn't bring a gun, well, are you going to be trampled trying to get the hell out of there because there's choke points and they don't let you leave? Are they going to corral you into the arms of the Antifa? <laughs> you know, Cause that's what happened last time. So it's, yeah. it seems like it's a shit show waiting to happen. Well, and the reason I say, I think we're going to be done as a society. I'm sort of half joking here, but you know, we've talked for, uh, the couple of years that we've been doing this podcast now that there's going to be, I don't, we're never going to have this civil war, but there's going to be some sort of flashpoint event well, and look, where there, there are where people. these, where this stuff collides yeah. and it spills over and people are going to get hurt. And I think this is the one. And there are people looking forward to that. There's, there's the, you know, the hardcore, you know, right wing, you know, militia types that actually, you know, they have the kind of the joke that they're just waiting on the boogaloo to, to pop off. They, they want it to, they want something to, to get people to, you know, revolt. And it's not just the right wingers. There's left wing, the same, same thing. They're just looking for an excuse to get it going. You know, they, they're the, they all the anarchist types, you know, so that's, you can't give it. And also, you know, who's, who's to say they're not going to be, uh, what do you call it? Uh, government infiltrators or somebody in there trying to, trying to, you know, get people to you know, do something they normally wouldn't you know to, to make them, to rile them up and say, we need to do this or, you know, get your guns out and that kind of stuff. It's, you have to be very careful about all that kind of shit happening. Oh, now you're firmly planning a tinfoil hat. Yeah, I'm, try, I'm trying not to sound like that, but I, but I do believe that there's going to be, there's a lot of, you know, false flaggery going on out there. There's a lot of, um, you know, people infiltrating these groups, these, these militia groups that are, you know, on the government dole that might, you know, make things happen, you know, so I'm not going to get too much more into it, but I believe that I'm not going to, I'm not going to discount any of that. Okay. Alex Jones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you, by the way, did you see there was some, um, I, I was going to talk about this. I think last month there was a, some piece of legislation that was passing somewhere that they said they wanted, uh, it, it had to do with the military and they wanted to make sure they were, uh, banning white supremacists from joining the military. And the Senate, I think, voted to take the white supremacist language out, which a bunch of, you know, people in the House and Senate minority were saying, well, that makes uh, that makes uh, makes it clear that they're white supremacist backers. Okay. And the reason they wanted to take it out is they said, why are you separating out this ideology? Why are you saying, no, we should be banning all of this stuff? Well, I mean, yeah, did, they, did they specifically call out black nationalists too? I mean, or is it just... No, they, they specifically just called yeah, out white nationalists. And the problem. point was, they said, the Democrats were saying, well, there's white nationalists who are joining the army to get the training so that they can do stuff. I don't doubt that that happens. But it's also been documented that there are many MS-13 members who've joined the military, yep. you know, to, to do the same sort of thing. Yep. There, I'm sure there are, you know, black Hebrew Israelites and there's all sorts of ideologies that do that. And the idea that you want to call out this one because you say that's the problem when all of those radical ideologies are a problem and we want to keep them all out of the military. The idea that you say, no, 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 we're not just going to name one. Let's name them all. And they go, well, that that just means you support the one you you won't put in there. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's just it's so stupid. Everybody's. Everybody's trying to accuse everybody of something 
to what end? I don't know. Other than just to signal them out and try and get the pack to go for them. And, you know, we're finding out the best thing to do is just not back down on any of this stuff. Well, and the best thing to do is not to let these fuckers uh, take over. I mean, Virginia, 90, 90, what percent of the counties have voted to do the, you said, do the um, sanctuary Gun, gun, yeah, what yeah. I heard was it's ninety-eight of right. ninety. I didn't, but, I didn't verify that. I don't know how then, many counties there are yeah, in Virginia. Then you've got I, a legislature and, and a governor voted in that immediately turned against basically what most of the most of the counties don't want, which is more gun regulation like for against citizens. So why are you allowing this to happen? Why are these fuckers getting voted in? You know. Well, I mean, let's they've face got, it. We're having Virginia. I think is becoming more and more like. A lot of states in the country where if you look at the landmass of Virginia, it's red, but because the population yeah. centers, you know, are highly, yeah. highly populated with Democrats. And that's why the Democrats are so keen to, to expand these high density population centers, because they know that's where they're going to get the votes. So they don't want yeah, people, and in they the don't meantime, want people living. High population, right. densi- high population density centers are falling apart. Yeah. So, and they still, they still vote Democrat though. So, and they don't want to support, you know, the. Democrats don't want to support anything, you know, spread out because they see what the voting, you know, what the voting map looks like when, when they, when they have people that are not living on top of each other in the fucking middle of the city. And I don't know. I don't get it. Well, they, they had some controversy here in Minnesota because a couple of, a couple of counties voted against um, taking refugees. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They said, no, we don't want them relocated here because, you know, the government is trying to forcibly relocate refugees. And uh, there was somebody who, uh, Washington County, which is a northeastern metro area, you know, they had people at this say, you're not a refugee if uh, you can go back and visit that country <laughs> at any time. Good point. Yeah. And I thought that's a very good point. And so, you know, look, if someone comes here honestly seeking asylum because they think they're going to be killed in their country, cool. But the word refugee is starting to be thrown around like racist or hero. I mean, everybody's a freaking racist. Everybody's a hero. The word doesn't mean anything. You use it all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, hey, not to trash firemen. If you're, if you're a fireman who kicks down a burning building and pulls a family out of a fire, you're a hero. If you're a fireman who, you know, just goes to work every day like everybody else, I appreciate what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not a hero. Right. You know, that's like my thing about, you know, rescuing dogs. I know this, this bug you too, but unless you are kicking down the door and knocking the blue shot out of the doctor's hand and grabbing that dog and running out of there, you didn't rescue him. If you go to a no kill shelter and say, well, I'll take this one, you know, yeah. you adopted a dog. Awesome. Good for you. You know, yeah. it's a self aggrandizing kind of stuff, yeah, a but, bit. But regardless, I, I I just think it's I think it's so stupid that, uh, you know, there's people who are saying, well, this county says we don't want to take refugees. And now you've got politicians in Minneapolis. I mean, in the Minneapolis metro area who are saying, well, if these people don't want to take their fair share, then maybe they shouldn't get, uh, yeah, they wanna, you know, the government assistance. Yeah, they want to punish them. Yeah, they want yeah. to punish him. And so there was one of these, I wish I could remember who it was, one of them who tweeted this out and said, uh, you know, they should be punished. And someone else says, it sounds kind of like, it sounds like you're basically calling for, or didn't say punished, but they shouldn't get, you know, funding. And someone tweeted back, said, it sounds like you're basically saying they should be punished. And he tweeted back and goes, not even basically. Yeah. So he goes, yeah, we punish him. Well, I mean, Keith Ellison, attorney, uh, Minnesota attorney general, 
general is one of those that's that's he's says they should not have the right to refuse immigrants or not immigrants um refugees refugees and he and he's he says yeah and we if they if they say they're going to do that then there has to be consequences well <laughs> okay um so if the government tells you as a state to do something um you better you know do whatever they tell you to do you know well and it's it's a fundamental lack of understanding on keith ellison's part about how taxes work you know the county pays their taxes to the state and then the state takes that money and redistributes it the way they want yeah and if the state says well, we're not going to give you those funds well then the county should just say fuck it we're not going to pay them mm-hmm. you know i mean when you have the idea that local government has to be subject to bigger and bigger government, that the city government has to obey the county and the county government has to obey the state and the state government has to obey the federal government. That's not how our system is supposed to work. Yeah. Well, and local citizens should have a right to say not, we want to stop those people from coming here. I mean, if someone, if, if someone flees Somalia, you know, with their, stuff in uh with the clothes on their back and they come here and they decide to relocate in minnesota and uh you know through the work of their own through their own sweat and effort they managed to carve out a little piece of something in candy ohio county up north more power to them but that's not how this is working no they're being relocated there and given money by the state to do it yeah and then it ends up being a net drain on that that location it's yeah, and the, those counties are saying we're not big. Yeah, yeah, we, we don't have this. tons of revenue. We don't want to pay for this. Well, no, the, and the state's know. saying, "Well, too bad. We're not going to give you money." Well, Ellison tried well, to. Tra- you took my money. Yeah, he tra- you made me give it to you, and now you're saying you're not going to give it back. Right, but when it comes down to what Ellison wants, was saying he he was saying something along the lines of that. Well, you can't have different counties have have. Um, uh, different rules for everything. It just won't work. Well, that yeah, that works when it comes to like laws. You can't have. It's really difficult when you have different like if you had different gun laws in each separate county, um, and you trans you know go over one county line to a next, and all of a sudden you're carrying your gun illegally or whatever. Yeah, that doesn't work. It's it's ridiculous. But this is not about a law that's going to put you in jail or get you a fine. This is about you know. Um, uh, resettlement and, and how 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 the um, what help me out here the it's not where you're going to get somebody thrown in jail for for right. for violating a law it's just policy you know see I'll disagree with you on this I think you should be able to have whatever laws in whatever counties that the voters want to have the problem is I don't think your example of gun laws is a good example because gun laws are a fundamental right yeah. in the country. All right. You know, I, so guess, I guess you're say, right. So if there's like, let's say drivers, drivers, um, uh, driver's speed license. limit, no, speed limit. Yeah. Well, if one, well, that's, that's sort of federally mandated and the federal government distributes those highway funds based on obeying the, this. And that's one of the few things I think the, the government, the central government should do. No, but speed limits, if, if it's, I think it's up to the location. If they know, if they see that they're, the way their roads are, are, and there's a lot of accidents and they want to lower their speed limit, they should have every right to say, yeah, we're going to lower our speed limit down to 45 instead of 55. No, I get that. But I'm just saying, if the federal government's job is to make sure that you can get around the country and they built the interstate system, mm-hmm. which has been beneficial to everybody. If they did that and they said to get your highway funds, we want to keep, you know, federal speed limits at this amount, then I'm willing to say, all right, well, that's one of the things they should be doing. Yeah. You know, okay, let's one talk of about the lo- few things. Let's talk about local but, roads then. 
you know. But I'm all for local municipalities making their own rules as long as they don't trample on the Bill of Rights. You know, I mean, and that's the beauty of the whole Constitution is to have some very basic things that say, look, I don't care who's in charge. They don't get to change these things. Yeah. And that's something that that's something that Democrats just struggle with understanding. Right. You know, that you have fundamental rights that exist before the whole point of the Bill of Rights is these are the, the rights that exist before you even put a government in place. Yeah. Well, and if you read the Declaration of Independence, it's not long. It doesn't take much time. And it's pretty simple. It basically says, here's the stuff you get to do before you even put a government in place. You pick the government. And if you don't like what they did, get the government out of there. Yeah. Get a new one. Yeah. You know, Democrat politicians nowadays, their their idea of government is big, centralized, big government. Basically, that's what they want. And and they believe in it. They think that's how it should be structured. They don't believe in liberty and individual choice and rights and all that. They think big daddy government's going to do better. It's going to take well, care of you. And the tough part is, you know, a lot of the Bush, McCain, Romney kind of Democrats or Republicans have all been along the lines of, well, not as big a government. Right. You know, and we need more people in government who say, no, it's not government's job. You don't get to do that. Right. And that's just, that's an uphill fight. So, hey, I want to end with one uh, sort of lighter piece of news. Do you hear about the guy who's suing Pornhub? No. Because they don't have, uh, they don't have subtitles. (laughs) So he claims under the ADA that he does not get to, uh, he's not get to enjoy his, uh, his, uh, naked lady machine to the same uh, degree that everybody else does and that the ADA guarantees that he does. Mm. So he's, he's suing Pornhub for not having subtitles (laughs) and Pornhub is actually having to defend itself going, well, we have a subtitle option, you know, well, this isn't legit. This is just gaming, this gaming the system, but it is funny. Yeah. But it's ridiculous. I mean, people, this is the point we've gotten to. Well, he's figured out a way where he can make money. I mean, this isn't, this isn't legitimate. There's nothing legitimate about what he's doing. Well, I saw legal analysts say, you know, the ADA was created prior to the internet and uh, the courts have ruled, uh, given uh, internet companies a, a lot of leeway on this because the ADA preceded them. So, you know, they're not gonna, it's not going to go anywhere. I just, the entitlement of a person like this, it, it makes me realize two things. One, entitlement's out of control. People think they just, they should, they have what they want. And if someone doesn't give it to them, uh, or they should get what they want. And if they don't, if it's not given to them, then they should just sue somebody. But the other thing is there are real problems in the world yeah. and not being able to hear your porn is not one of them. Yeah, I don't even think, you know? I, don't even, I mean, I can't imagine that this is like a legitimate thing this guy's upset about. I think it's just a guy who found, who decided this is a good way to make money. I mean, well, that, that's he may be not it. be legitimately upset about it, but yeah. just the idea that society will even tolerate. Yeah, that, that this, that this shouldn't, people should just scoff at it and go, fuck you and get out of here and stop wasting time. But, you know, they're going to have to go through with all the mumbo jumbo in the court proceedings and he'll probably get some money. Well, and on top of that, I mean, I wouldn't know, but based on what you've told me many, many times, uh, isn't Pornhub a free site? I mean, you can go on there and just watch whatever. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, like I said, I don't know, but I, mean, well, I think they want you to, they want you to pay you for stuff, but, uh, they're trying to entice you to pay. But if you're, if you're not an idiot, you don't pay anything. <laughs> watch all the four minute clips you want. Mm-hmm. 
Shit, they've yeah. got 18, 20 minute clips. <laughs> wow. More See, than, more like than I enough. said, I, I have no idea. You're no, the course, one who knows, of course, right? Of course. I'll admit to it. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get you there and you just went along. I'm a man. I got needs. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. Well, anything else you want to cover? No, on that, we're running up on time here. So on that note, if you want to get in contact with us, it's rooster at com or crow at com. And we're on Facebook, and we appreciate all the interaction we've been getting, the comments and everything. So uh, it's on there at Bread and Circuses Podcast. See you, bye.